Another really good question. Good on you. Coming up with a lot of perlers. This is another perler as deemed by me. And that is somebody who was asking how to not get overwhelmed by life. Mm, interesting question. Well, Billy, sit down on Uncle Geordie's lap. Let me tell you about life. I'll tell you how you don't get overwhelmed by life. And actually, this is coming from somebody who leads an abnormally stressful life. As you can see, I don't lead the most stressful life, but I think that I have a really good tolerance for it. And it is because, and it's again, none of this is because I'm a genius and I am not a great practitioner of any of the things that I preach. I'm a hypocrite like virtually everybody else. I try and walk the walk. Lord help me, I try. But I just see myself at a permanent AA meeting of self-help for somebody who's not an alcoholic. But that's really like pretty much the stuff they teach you at AA meeting is this anyway. But um, this is important. This is very, 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 very important. Super important what I'm about to tell you, which is if you can remember this and I want you to write this down, Write this down right now. The key to not getting overwhelmed in life is to not want an outcome. That's where overwhelm comes from. It's wanting something. That's where stress comes from. In fact, if you read any Buddhist book at all, it will tell you all suffering comes from desire. When you eliminate desire, you have no suffering. And ironically, when you eliminate desire, you get more stuff. Stuff that you don't desire. It just keeps coming to you. And you can be very grateful for it. That's different. But you had no struggle and intention. And I think that the reason for that is there is a great experiment where they primed people's minds with looking at a bunch of frowny faces so that they went, hmm. And then they told them to go find all the other frowny faces in these codes that they gave them. So there'd all be these different facial expressions and then they'd say, find the frowny faces. And they'd say, how many like frowny faces are in this? And they'd give them that. And then they primed other people's faces by look, making them look at happy faces. Happy faces everywhere. And you know what happened at the end? The people that wrote down how many frowny faces there were. Like they were asked how many frowny faces they were and their mind was primed with frowny faces. They successfully counted how many frowny faces there were 100% of the time. But the people that were primed with a smiley face were faster. And you know why they were faster? Because at the top of the list, there was a headline that said, there are 13 frowny faces. And the people that were frowning narrowed their perception of reality. And they were looking for more frowny faces. And they were good at picking them out. And they actually took quicker than the people that weren't. Like when you, then, then they said there's 13 and they said, okay, can you just count them out? And they go, uh, this one. But the reason that they were quicker is because they were just being like, frowny face, frowny face, frowny face, frowny face. But the happy people were kind of just happy to look at the whole thing and mosey through life. This is why people that have a naturally predisposed, it's their blessing and curse in life. The people that are very happy in life don't achieve much. The people that are very dissatisfied in life, I think that they do achieve a lot, but you can combine the two. You can combine the two by not wanting. 
You can have your outcomes in life. You definitely can, but is outcome without the need. That's what you're looking for. So every time, so, you know, you have to have this attitude to life of, I want this, but if I don't get it, so what? And really, when you are looking at the grand scheme of things, a really helpful tool with all of this is the question, is this going to matter in 10 years? Tony Robbins classic, always, does this matter in 10 years? Every time you think about that, everything just dilates out. Anytime that you're pissed off, every time that you're annoyed, every time that you're worried about something, you always just think, is it going to matter in 10 years? No. And if it's going to matter in 10 years, is it going to matter in 100 years? You can dilate out your perception to the point that it no longer has a pressing need. None of this, now, now, get it now. That's all gone. That's what you should be searching for. You should be searching for the point in life where you do not want for anything. Now, obviously, this is different when people are starving, but you're not starving, are you? So shut up. In fact, I would say that some of the happiest moments of my life was when I was really, really poor. I was overseas, but that, you know, neither here nor there helped. And another thing that was a massive help in terms of my social well-being, like, you know, when I'm always just saying and everybody just can't imagine it, that, oh, I can't believe that he wants to live in Lithgow. You know why I want to live in Lithgow? Because when I've lived in an expensive suburb, you always look around and it was really good for my motivation. I've talked about this before on my self-help channel. It's really good for your motivation being poor, but walking around rich suburbs and thinking I could have more. Creates absolute dissatisfaction. You feel like a worm, but it makes you work hard and hunker down and narrow in to getting that one outcome and feeling constant setback and rejection. That's the price though, right? To get to the position that I am in now, I had to feel for a very, very long time, at least a decade, just feeling like a complete loser all the time, constantly. Now, this is one of those, in hindsight, it'd be easier. It's probably very hard now that I think back at it. But the times that I felt good about myself, the times that I felt really good and that I was going ahead in life, was the times that I lived in places like Lithgow, right? It was the places that were really humble. There was nothing glamorous about them at all because you just realize it just peels back everything and you think, oh yeah, you can live with a house that only has three walls in a place that snows. You'll still be alive. Having that starts disseminating the want because you start looking at your circumstances and you think, fuck, I'm doing better than a lot of 50-year-olds, you know? That starts to pull things back. But when that happens, you start also losing the heat for life. So the constant struggle, as Tony Robbins talks about, is to achieve happily. But the way that you achieve happily, first off, is to prime yourself and say, yeah, 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 I want all that. But then it's also the other thing of, but if I don't get it, so what? This is something that real estate agents prey off. They prey off of you walking in, them getting this little whiff of the house and then say, oh yeah, but uh, it's, it's going on auction. Or if it's not going on auction, there's so many interested people, right? But if you can constantly just remind yourself, there's another one around the corner. This isn't the last house. Ever. That was one of the major jokes in the auction video that I just did. Auctioneers are constantly trying to make you feel like this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Everything's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, it's true. It is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to live in that specific location of that specific street. Doesn't mean it's the best house of all time, you know? 
or the only house that you'll ever be able to afford. These things just come and go. And I think that that's the whole thing is that like there is this constant feeling of I'm going to miss out. If you can just divorce yourself from that feeling of I don't actually want anything. It's also something that I think happens a lot in relationships as well. A lot of people are just constantly intending for their relationship to work in a certain way or they have this preconceived notion usually from Hollywood or something that it should look like this. And if it doesn't look like that, you start getting upset about it. If you just sit back and think, no, this is what it is. It's actually the wisest saying in all time. You know those like black drug dealers? I think that they actually have figured out the most wise saying of all time, which is, it is what it is, mate. It is what it is. That is, you can't get wiser than that. Kind of just, again, eliminates the want. It's just, there it is. There's reality. Oh, well, you know, that's how you get rid of it. So... Just write this down. All overwhelm comes from wanting something. If you don't want it, you don't have overwhelm. You found that useful? Make sure that you sign up to Jordan Shanks. I really do mean it. I want the best for you. And I want this to be a reciprocal relationship, obviously, because I put it behind a paywall. <laughs> but if you want more of this stuff with just a shit camera quality, uh, you can sign up to Jordan Shanks and you will get more of these messages. And these messages do change your life. That, for instance, that. Now, I will say this at least all the time. This is why you constantly need a renewal of uh, self-help. It's the same as brushing your teeth. You need to do it every day. And that's why you have more of these reminders there because you need to have these messages imprinted into your mind. But one of those, for instance, getting rid of want, if that's just circulating around the next time you go, oh, it's not fair, I want a Kia Cerato hatch and I only got a Suzuki Swift, right? But then you just remember... Life is about trying to eliminate that feeling. Think of the stress that that allocates out of your life. And then think about the fact that you don't have that stress, how you are able to open your perception of reality and you are able to look for more options in life. Hmm? Just a thought. You can sign up. <laughs>